0: Will Main Street ever come back? I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Michael Mendenhall, Senior Vice President, Chief Marketing Officer, and Chief Communications Officer at Trinet. Welcome, Michael.
1: Thank you, Tanya, for having me. Good to see you again.
0: Good to see you again, as always. So if somebody, maybe they haven't uh, seen a previous interview with us, but uh, they, they need to know who you are, right? So give us a brief summary of your professional background and and talk a little bit about the work that Trinet does.
1: Yeah, for sure. So uh, I'll go all the way back to when I graduated from college and went into an ad agency outside of Philadelphia, a small little agency that did point of purchase, point of sale when that was just beginning to grow as a, an industry. And from there, got recruited into uh, the Walt Disney Company, Walt Disney World, in advertising. Um, And literally, was only there nine months and was shipped over to Paris. It was supposed to be a short-term assignment, which became four years later and opened Euro Disney, now Disneyland Paris. From there, I was brought back in and ran all of our strategic alliances with American Express, Delta, General Motors, um, for Walt Disney World and then was brought over to Burbank to become um, a vice president in the Walt Disney Studios, which is all of our feature film work. Uh, From there, I grew into position of being president of the studio, which was television, uh, certainly music and feature film, but also was assigned multiple projects, one being the integration of ABC Cap Cities into the company and reinventing and relaunching Wonderful World of Disney on Sunday nights, which was quite fun to do. And from there um, began to develop even some of our musical artists. We launched Lyric Street Records. I have to say I helped discover Rascal Flats if you know about country music. Found them uh, in Christian rock and they uh, moved over into country and uh, have been really good friends. And and then was brought back to go into parks and resorts uh, to head up all of marketing, sales, and entertainment. So that was the parades, fireworks, spectaculars, and shows. And was asked to go over and open Hong Kong Disneyland, uh, which I did. A lot of great stories there. And working with the central government of Beijing and the Hong Kong uh, regional government. And was brought back to launch uh, the uh, 50th anniversary of Disneyland. And we celebrated that around the world at all of our parks and resorts. And from there, got recruited by Mark Hurd to come up to HP to help reinvent HP. And I uh, was the Chief Marketing Officer, Chief Communication Officer there. Um, and that was a wonderful, uh, almost four years uh, under Mark Hurd. And then uh, left and and started to get into the fun sort of, you know, startup world with a lot of entrepreneurs. I uh, got into some companies that did incredibly well, some not so well, but some we sold, and, and got to know a, a lot of people within the venture world uh, and within the boards of those companies, and um, moved me through several companies with great success uh, to where I landed at Trinet, which is an HR solutions provider. Uh, what that company actually does is provide solutions for 18,000 companies, hopefully more, um, in small, medium sized businesses. Um, and we provide really outsource all of their HR. So we do everything from onboarding to payroll to taxes to compliance, which is very important right now, as you can imagine, um, as well as retirement benefit programs and healthcare. Now, what's interesting about the construct is that we become the employer of record. So we co employ the employees. Um, and aggregate them up to over 320,000 employees. Uh, so we're probably one of the largest uh, employers in the US and in all different verticals. So from technology to healthcare, to life sciences, to Main Street and, um, and, and a bunch of different industries within there from oncology research to, to genome projects, um, just fascinating work that's being done in these companies. And we support them and our ideas to help them grow. Um, Beyond Meat is a current customer um, and they were just small and they grew with us and they're doing very, very well. We took them into an IPO uh, and we're still with them today. Um, And so we we help build cultures and build an employee base um, that people want to work for these companies. And. Um, and grow and innovate. And I I, I should say that what's so important, and this is why it's so important today more than ever, when you think about the importance of small, medium-sized businesses, 46% of all scientists and engineers sit in SMBs. SMBs produce 16 times more patents than enterprise companies. This is where like innovation is happening and where the American dream is happening. And that's why it's a, it's exciting to be in this space, to support these people. And now more than ever with this pandemic, uh, our support is necessary uh, to help them get through this and, and come out okay on the back end.
0: I want to talk a little bit about employment. You mentioned employment. Um, the COVID shutdown put many people out of work. And in your view, what segment of the employment base took probably the, the greatest hit?
1: Yeah, well, that, that's a great question. Um, when you think about employment, it's really interesting. I believe only 26% of all SMBs actually laid people off. Uh, and then there were some that furloughed, and we actually encouraged some of the furloughs. Um, you know, the, the positive and optimistic nature right now I think it's something like 70% of small businesses really feel they'll come through this uh, if it doesn't last more than six months, that they have a very positive uh, approach to this. And many of them were actually redeploying their resources. So they were cutting back on their pay. They they were um, reducing work hours um, and they were actually taking that capital and redeploying it into their employees, but into the future. So capital investments in, technologies like this and telepresence. So you see this shift happening. So there weren't so many. I mean, it, 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 it wasn't catastrophic to the small, medium-sized businesses. It was, however, to certain sectors uh, where they employ uh, low-income wage earners, which is what we have seen has been the highest impact, which should be concerning actually for all of us. Um, some of that and a good deal of that being in Main Street. And so, you know, if you begin to think about um, what's happening in Main Street, relative to what's happening in e-commerce and the idea of social distancing, you're seeing a real shift into e-commerce very rapidly. Um, The the big box retailers like the Walmarts, the Targets, um, you know, those type of of big box retailers, Amazon, are gonna come out of this in even much better shape. And you can see clearly they're the ones that that are doing a lot of the hiring right now. Um, where you're gonna see some of the impact is on Main Street. These are the, the mom and pop shops, the, the people that you see you know, uh, along Main Street um, really struggling at this point um, because again, you, know, you have social distancing. A lot of that is foot traffic you know, that goes into Main Street, whether it's restaurants or small retail. And so you know, the biggest concern is, you know, as you think about the communities you live in, the culture within your community, Uh, those mom-and-pop shops, those Main Street shops become important to that culture. And so, you know, one of the things, and you've seen this in the press as well, is support your local community and your local retail and your local Main Street retailers. Uh, I think it's so important that you do that um, uh, to to keep these uh, companies um, alive and well um, and, and, and allowing them to have the cash and liquidity to sustain themselves through this becomes important because you're gonna see massive shifts right now into e-commerce, and I think that's gonna be you know, a thing of the future. Um, it was here, but I think it's accelerated, and I think if you wanna think about your community, I think it's really important um, that you go and you, you support those, those little individual stores, shops, retail, uh, et cetera, that you see on Main Street.
0: And I want to talk about that. Um, as Main Street comes back to life, are those employees going to be able to continue their old careers or are they going to have to pivot into new fields?
1: Well I, th- I think all of that behavior has shifted. If you've been in any of the communities um, you know most recently that have started to open up, you know um, there's social distancing, there's masks, there's certainly a lot of um, you know the antiseptic solutions. Um, they're, they're, uh, they've rearranged the restaurants. I'll give you an example of rearranged their tables. Uh, they've, they've actually, it's become very interesting. They're using technology. Most of those restaurants have a QR code when you come in and you hit the QR code and it pulls up the menu of the restaurant. So there's no paper, there's no, someone else handed, you know, handled this, a menu and now you're handing it to someone else. So they're adapting and, you know, adapting and being flexible is really important. So I think you're going to see shifts in how people operate, shifts in the amount of people that come into a store. Certain stores, they'll have one-way patterns, uh, as you see, certainly in traffic, where you go a certain way so you don't interact or interface with people as you're going down an aisle. So I think you're going to see a lot of changes in how retail is done in Main Street. Um, uh, you know, and, uh, I think that'll be a thing of the future. I mean, that's going to be something that will last long beyond the pandemic.
0: Certainly there's a lot of information that, uh, you can share about, you know, what businesses are going to need to do and how main street is going to change. Uh, you, you know, Michael, if somebody wants to to find out more about that, maybe they've got some questions for you, or maybe they want to learn how you won the top honor Stevie award. How can they do that? (laughs)
1: Well, I I think, you know, we based um, our campaign that we launched last April uh, in New York City on People Matter, and it was the idea that no matter where you come from, what geography, what ethnicity, what gender, what your preferences are, um, it's the collection of people that make up a company, its culture, and its success. And I think we, we struck a chord long before the pandemic on what really matters and it was really about not just looking as HR as like human capital but looking at the individuals and the people um, and and showcasing them in an authentic way and that we need to appreciate that Um, and and that's where you really do feel the American dream in my opinion and and I think we struck that chord I think at the right time um, and, and that's probably what generated, um, the Stevie Award. So thank you.
0: Very Um,
1: but where you can go for more information. We, if you go to trinit.com, you'll see at the top, a, a COVID page link. And on there, we have all the updates because as you can imagine with the legislation that's coming through, uh, the loans, you know, cash and liquidity being very important right now. Um, all these different things um, relative to going back to work are, are all on that page. So if, if you go to trinet.com and you go to the COVID-19 page, uh, we have the most current uh, information on all of that uh, uh, readily available.
0: Michael Mindenhall, Senior Vice President, Chief Marketing Officer, and Chief Communications Officer at Trinet. Thanks again for joining us, Michael. Thank you. And find more of my interviews right here or go to tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.